Next, we have the man himself. You think Josh and I are loud? This guy, this guy is loud. But he's loud and proud for Jesus. Amen? Come up, Tim. Hey! Tim is also a new addition to our youth leadership team. Okay, I'm going to get off stage. <laughs> Amen. 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 You guys done? Thank you. It's great. Amen. Amen. Sorry, my uh, iPad's glitching a bit, so let me just sort myself out quickly. It's actually the church's iPad, so it's not mine. Sure. How are you guys doing tonight? Yes. It's a bit bright up here. I don't know if it's the anointing or it's just the lights. Maybe a bit of both. Okay. So um, it's funny. Gabe must be an inspirational guy because I also drew my inspiration from his preach. So he's, he's, he's doing a good job. Amen. 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 Are we still awake? So just a uh, forewarning for those that are in front. Apparently I do spit a lot. So just think of it as the Holy Spirit overflowing from me to you. And uh, if you didn't bring an umbrella, it's okay. You'll survive. I did brush my teeth before I came up, so it is okay. Amen, amen. So, uh, beautiful words from uh, the previous three preachers, amazing, and so inspirational, so challenging. One of the, the main themes that I found is that we are a family, and, and we do things together. And um, what I want to talk about, what I want to close in with the three preachers is I want to speak about the bride, the bride of Christ. And, and that is family. But what I want to talk about is issues within the family. Everyone say, yeah, ne? Ish. Ish. it was coming. Ah, it's here, Papa. It's here. So my, my title, my preach today is, you have an issue. Yay. We all have issues. We all have issues. So we're going to jump straight in. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to ignore that timer because um, God is speaking here tonight. Amen. <laughs> so I'm going to start. We're going to dive straight into the word. I'm going to start with Ephesians 4, verse 2, and Paul is just, here is encouraging the church of Ephesus, and he says, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of your calling, to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. It's amazing because Paul says he's a prisoner. Um, and it's encouraging. Prisoner and encouragement doesn't make sense to me, but anyway. And there's two things I want to draw from, from this verse. One, it speaks about loving one another. Paul is speaking about the relations between us as the body of Christ. And the second thing is which you have been called. So we all know that we're called to love one another as the body of Christ. But what does that love look like when we have issues with one another? What does that love mean when I've got an issue with Jay? And now we're in a tussle. What do I do then? I want to tell you guys a bit of a story. It's, it's part of my story. And it's part of God's testing in my life. So, like Matt, I grew up in a Christian home. Both my parents loved God. And that's the way they raised us. One of the challenges that was evident in my life growing up is that my father didn't have a good relationship with his dad. Which filtered over to our relationship. So what would happen is, he would experience things in life, in different areas of his life, that were hard, that were issues. But he wouldn't deal with them. He would bottle them up. 
And then he would come home, and obviously, as, you, as Jay said, I'm loud. So I wasn't the easiest kid. And my sister's at the back there. She's also, she's louder than me. And so it was a very loud, very, like, everyone's in each other's face. You're tuning each other like, oh, and my mom's like, yeah, don't say that. And so my dad would come home having to deal with that. The problem with that is, is that at certain points, he would explode. And what that explode meant, I don't know if that's correct English, but it, 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 it filtered out onto me. And it would result in me getting very severe beatings. Yeah, everyone just went, Jesus, where's this guy going? And that's how I grew up. And what that did for me later on in life, and as I grew up into my teen years, is that I was challenged with something. At one point, I would see my dad involved in the church and in the body and in the life. And he was so amazing. He was, he's like a great speaker and he's good with words and, and people loved him and he was great. But then he would come home and he would love me, but then he'd like smack the heck out of me. And, and he would beat me. Like it is, like I'm saying it in a funny manner because I've got victory in it and I can speak about it. But it wasn't easy back then. And so I grew up with this weird, okay, I love you, but hey, there's an issue here. What am I supposed to do about this? And what I didn't realize is that filtered over to my relationship with the body. Because the reality is not was my dad just my dad, he was the body of Christ. And so that created a tussle within me that when I had issues with my fellow believers or friends that are in the church, I didn't know how to deal with it. Because I remember my dad, I'm like, hey, you've been like this. You're like this now, and now we have an issue. Oh, I don't know what to do. How do I deal with this? And over the years as I grew up, my story is that God redeemed our relationship. They went away to Sweden for missions. And in that year, God began to do things into me and work into me up to the point where I called my dad one Sunday and I said, I cried and I said, I forgive you. Bear in mind, this is 21 years later and I hadn't properly dealt with it and it's been numerous times of beatings where I actually had to stay away from school for a week so my face could heal. And I got to that point and the reality of that is even when I'm at that point, Dad, I forgive you, there's still a new relationship that needs to be built. And that's the beautiful story about God is that he gives us grace. He gives us a second chance. And you might be thinking, yay, that's hectic, man. Yay, that's, that's tough. But it's my testimony. But something I learned from it is that the reality in, in, in life and dealing with people, because we're not perfect and we live in a broken world, there's going to be issues between us. Hopefully not as hectic as that, but there's going to be strife. There's going to be things. We're going to bump heads. What do we do when that happens? And what are, how does Jesus call us to love his bride in those situations? Because you can ask yourself the question, is the love that God has called us to love really love if we're not willing to deal with those things? What is, how can we say we love God and we love the bride, but yet when there's issues between us, we, we shy away from it, we're not willing to deal with it? The other problem with that is, is that with those issues comes a distraction because now I've got an issue with Michael. I'm busy worshiping on stage. As soon as Michael comes in, I'm like, mm, yes, it's you, brother. Yay. You, hey, brother. There's something going on. And that takes away from us because now our focus is not on God. Our focus is, yeah, but on this issue. Now it's like, yeah, I want to worship God, but ugh, there's this thing between us. And because we're the body of Christ, we're one. We're family. We're people. So it affects every one of us. Now you're going to go, hey, this brother did this, and hey, then, then it's a the whole thing. So what does it mean to love one another through issues, through challenges? 
And with my dad, I had to learn that, hey, yes, my dad has got issues. And yes, we went through a lot throughout my childhood. But God's working in my life is not dependent on what, hap- what is happening in my dad's life. It's depending on my surrender to God. What is happening in my life is based on me. It's my relationship with God. I cannot hold on to a grudge and to things that my dad into the past and expect God to do something in my life because there's a stumbling block. There's something there that I need to move. And whatever God chooses to do with the other person, that's up to God and them. Your relationship with God is what matters. You need to take the step and say, Lord, I don't know what I did wrong to deserve this, and I don't know what this issue is. Sometimes people hurt us, and we don't even know why. We don't. Sometimes they don't even realize it. But whether or not, it's our duty to forgive and to love. Because how many of you here is perfect and doesn't make mistakes? Thanks, madam. Amen. I felt that preach. Yet Jesus chooses to love us still. Never-ending grace. Sustainable to the end of your days. I speak for myself because, yay, I love God, but yay, ask my wife. Hey, I get things wrong, Papa. Yay. Sometimes I, I love you, Jesus. Yet he still chooses to love me. No issue or no mistake that I made is greater than that love he has for me. He asked us to do the same for his bride. <laughs> Romans 12, verse 17 says, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the Lord, the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. The problem that you have with that person is not your job to take justice in your own hands. It's God's. We are not the judge, judge, executioner of what happens in each other's lives. God is. We will all stand one day and give account. So I want to challenge us today. We have been given never-ending grace from Jesus. So whatever we do, there's grace, there's forgiveness. What are we holding on to? What are we allowing to get between us and loving his bride? Because whether, whether you like it, whether I say it or not, that's not what I'm saying. That's what the word is saying. God expects us to love one another, to deal with things, to honor one another as far as it is possible with us. What are you going to do about it? You have an issue. And your issue is that you've got to deal with it. Because God is dealing with you. And the beautiful thing about that is, is that God, God is a good dad. Now, just going back to the relationship with my dad, after all that, we're like brothers. It's weird because we actually challenge one another. I can speak into his life, and he can speak into mine. It's very weird. But that's because God's grace is sufficient. Once you're willing to step into the place and say, God, I know that I'm imperfect, but I'm going to choose to love Michael intentionally. God's going to do the rest. Amen. So I just want to encourage you with that. Let us not allow things to become a stumbling block between us and loving the bride. Amen. Thank you.